Hello, assembled throngs of rabid fans. My name is Andy Nowicki. I am the Nameless One. This is another Nameless podcast. Today, I want to talk about what I think is a milestone of sorts with regard to Pizzagate. It's been almost a year since Pizzagate entered the vernacular. It was last November, uh, I guess early November before the election, that things started first breaking, that people noticed things in the Podesta emails that were released by WikiLeaks, and among them references to code words, including the code word pizza. And these corresponded with what was generally known in some circles as code language for pedophilia, for child porn, for child sex, child trafficking. And there was a whole list of uh, other words in this uh, supposed code language, uh, including hot dogs and cheese and other things, mostly food items, which I discuss in my short book, Meta Pizzagate, the significance of that, uh, the meta significance, I guess you could say, of these these terms, these coded terms, all uh, making reference to some form of, uh, what, what, what should we say, fun food, uh, junk food, or, uh, you know, comfort food, pizza, hot dogs, ice cream, these kinds of things. And um, again, the relevance of all of that is examined in more detail uh, in my book. But what I want to talk about today is the milestone that has been reached with a relatively minor story. Well, I don't want to say that it's a minor story because it involves a heinous crime, but it's something that goes on all the time, unfortunately. And the significance of it is not in the story itself, but rather in what the story reveals in the code language that is communicated in this story or that is talked about in this story. Remember that Pizzagate broke uh, and got the uh, name Pizzagate because of all these references to pizza and because of the, the pictures found on the Instagram page of James Elephantis and the various shots of children and babies and, you know, sexually uh, uh, suggestive terminology and sort of tittering and giggling and, uh, again, suggestiveness of a uh, relaxed attitude, let us say, towards uh, child molestation in a manner that did not seem to be, well, it, it didn't seem to be uh, just gallows humor. It didn't seem to be just uh, dark humor. It uh, appeared to the context, contextually speaking, it appeared to suggest some very dark 
sensibilities among these people who were communicating with one another. And again, this Instagram page was out there for everyone to see. Um, it was later complain complained about by Elephantus and others when the, the mainstream uh, tried to uh, rally their troops and circle the wagons. Uh, and they were, they talked about how people got on his page and somehow as if it were somehow a violation, which of course was intellectually dishonest to the core because this was a page that was open to the public. It was not on private. And so uh, people who went to it and saw these pictures and commented on them were only commenting on something that was there to be commented on. There was no violation of anyone's privacy, but that's just the, the you know, the very tip of the iceberg uh, as far as this deeply intellectually dishonest, quote unquote, debunking that they tried to uh, implement. And of course, it was Pizzagate, which first led to the uh, attempt to uh, institute the fake news campaign to suggest that there's just fake news everywhere. And of course, there is fake news in places, and you can't believe everything you read on the internet, but that's been true ever since the internet uh, was invented by Al Gore. <laughs> um, and it's been true, it's true since the media, it's true since people communicated with one another. You know, gossip has always been around, and gossip can, can be right. It can be wrong, it can be on the mark, it can be off the mark, it can be half true, half false. You know, you don't believe everything you read if you're a discerning reader, of course. But all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's this problem out there with fake news and we've got to do something about fake news. Just so happened to, to come about just after Pizzagate broke. I refuse to see that as not, not insignificant. All right. Although some will say that it was just, it just happened to, to uh, be instituted at that time for a variety of reasons. No, it was instituted for one reason, one reason only, and that was Pizzagate. And what it revealed about our ruling class, generally speaking, in their depraved ways. So today, what I want to talk about is a story that went out on the AP wire and it was covered in USA Today and in the New York Post, probably some other mainstream sources. And I'll just read a little bit of the story. Authorities say a New Jersey corrections officer has been charged with receiving images of child sexual abuse. Federal prosecutors said Thursday, it's Thursday of last week, that 37-year-old Stephen Salamuk was arrested at his home in Lodi. Salamuk has been suspended, without, suspended with pay from his job as a corrections officer at East Jersey State Prison in Woodbridge. Suspended with pay, so he's still receiving pay, even though he was uh, found or he's, he apparently has confessed to uh, having child pornography, I 
guess that shows you something about the strength of the union that he's a part of, I'm guessing. So, continuing with the story. Prosecutors say an undercover officer first made contact with Salamuk after he posted on Craigslist that he was looking for women and moms, quote, that are into cheese pizza, a reference to child pornography. Again, he was looking for women and moms, quote, that are into cheese pizza, a reference to child pornography. Okay, and the story goes on from, from there. After police executed a search warrant on his email, prosecutors say they found an email with five attachments showing nude images of young girls. Uh, prosecutors say he admitted his crime after a search of his home. It wasn't immediately clear if he had an attorney to comment on his behalf. I don't want to talk about the specifics of this case in particular or whether this man is truly is truly guilty of what they're accusing him of, uh, what he apparently confessed to. Maybe there's more to the story. And there, the prosecutors said that they found images of young girls. I don't know how young is young. It's not specified here. Were these girls who were teenagers who looked, you know, close to being adults or were these like little girls? We don't know that either. So. I don't want there to be a rush to judgment in this case of this particular individual. But what I do want to note here in this story, what I think is important to note in this story, significant to note in this story, is cheese pizza. The note that was left on Craigslist by Salamuk said that he was looking for women and moms that are into cheese pizza, a reference to child pornography. Did this mean that he wanted to find women who would share their daughters with him or women who had stashes of child pornography on them? It's not clear, but what uh, the money shot here, the, the important thing to, to take away from this story is the fact that it makes a reference to him making the reference to cheese pizza, which the story acknowledges is a reference to child pornography. This is important, this is significant, because after Pizzagate broke, the skeptics were all saying, oh, come on, this code language, come on. Pizza, it's, where do you get this from anyway? You're just pulling this out of thin air, saying that pizza is a reference to child pornography. Of course, if they really looked further, they would see that it actually does have a history of being a, a reference to child pornography, that this terminology is out there on the dark web and other places and, of course, included among the Podesta emails is a photograph of an Asian girl eating pizza and the, uh, the attachment is pizza and the email says it doesn't get better than this. So, 
again, and there's a lot of references to pizza elsewhere in these letters that doesn't that doesn't make any sex con sense. Sorry, doesn't make any sense contextually. That was an unfortunate slip of the tongue there. Uh, contextually speaking, it doesn't make any sense uh, in a literal sort of way. It's clearly coded language, and. Now we have the acknowledgement that cheese pizza is indeed coded language for child pornography. And specifically, just like in the, the uh, list of code words that uh, supposedly made reference to various things, as with that list, cheese pizza refers to little girls, young girls. So, what does this mean? This means that we have the mainstream openly acknowledging that pizza, that cheese pizza, is indeed code word for child pornography, child molestation, maybe child, uh, other, other, uh, indescribably bad uh, things that adults do to children that they shouldn't do, traffic them, uh, violate them, take away their innocence, you know, so forth and so on. So, again, in this story, I want to emphasize this. We have USA Today, New York Post, uh, U.S. News World Report, Associated Press, you know, these are not, uh, this is not the alternative media. This is not uh, Infowars. This is the mainstream press. And in this story, they are acknowledging that pizza equals child sex, child porn. Does this mean that we're on the cusp of something, uh, something big that, you know, just like we've been hearing about lately, that, that uh, the whole house of cards is going to come down and reveal all the unspeakable acts, as I refer to them again in Meta Pizzagate as unspeakable rights, R-I-T-E-S, that's again, that's of course a reference to Joseph Conrad's terrific prose in uh, Heart of Darkness, his novel Heart of Darkness. He made reference to unspeakable rights. And these are, if there's any kind of unspeakable rights, that's again R I T E S, rights, not rights like the rights of man or the, the right to bear arms, the right to free speech but rites like rituals. If there's anything more unspeakable than a rite in which children are abused, I don't know what it is. And I don't know whether I have the faith that everything is going to come crumbling down on these people who are doing these things. I, I wish I did. I can't say that I do, though. Think that some things are going to continue to remain hidden, but the more they remain hidden, 
the clearer it will be the contrast between what they're telling us they are and who they really are. And that in itself creates an unstable situation that I don't know how much longer can last. I don't know how much longer they'll be able to keep a lid on things. And this is kind of what I was talking about in my podcast that I did just before the election, post-legitimacy America, you know, given that our rulers so obviously lack legitimacy in ruling us, what, the only thing that they have is, uh, of course, the power of the state behind them. And the only thing keeping things together is the history, the overall culture of the West, which doesn't relate really at all to the power of the state, to the Constitution, to anything like that, but just the tradition of respect for individual rights, respect for the family, respect for decency. This is this is the only thing that's sustained this and the fact that our rulers have the uh, power of the state at their disposal. They can drop nuclear bombs on us if need be. Uh, these are the things that are holding us together. But the more things like this, stories like this come out, the more we hear, yes, pizza is child sex. When we say, when you read about pizza in these letters written by these nefarious people who rule us, and they talk about pizza and hot dogs and ice cream and uh, beanie babies, as they, they make reference to in other places, all these cryptic things, these cryptic references, coded words, which don't make sense at all, literally speaking. And now we're starting to have the acknowledgement that at least with pizza, that yes, when they say pizza, this is what they mean. They don't mean literal, actual pizza. They mean little girls. If this gets out there, again, you know, it's hard to see things being uh, on an even keel for very much longer if they're on an even keel now, uh, but this is deeply destabilizing, deeply destabilizing, and it's gonna be a rough ride. I don't know exactly how it's gonna go. I don't know what, <laughs> what waters we will be charted through, but I know it will be a rough ride because it's becoming more and more obvious that those who rule us have no decency have no legitimacy, that they are truly demonic to the core. So what's going to happen from here, who knows, but this is just one indication, one indicator in a little story, you know, involving somebody who's not really one of our rulers, this corrections officer, just some, some guy. But this guy knows 
that cheese pizza means something. And now the Associated Press and U.S. News and World Report and USA Today and New York Post and other mainstream sources are admitting that, yes, cheese pizza does indeed mean what those weird, crazy, kooky, Pizzagate conspiracy people were saying that it meant. Yes, it really does mean that. They're not just pulling these code words out of thin air and trying to invent uh, some kind of lurid fantasy, just like that fuckhead Stephen Colbert. I used to like him at one point, but now, ugh. But just like he was trying to uh, smugly uh, suggest in one of his monologues on his show. Well, that ain't the case, Stephen Colbert. And just, it, it ain't the case, any of the rest of you who try to try to spin it that way. The truth is getting out. By hook or by crook, the truth is getting out. And we'll see where it all goes from here. Again, my name is Andy Nowicki. I am the Nameless One. Thank you for listening. Talk to you all soon.